Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, as we delve into part 4 of this uh, wonderful series, What Have We Become? How many of you are enjoying this series? Now don't lie to me. If you're not, just sit there, okay? If you're not enjoying it. But if you are, let me hear it this morning. Amen. Praise God. All right, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17 has been our launching pad. Because if we, it's important that we understand this truth here before we can really understand everything else we're talking about. I mean, there are, there are truths that build on truths. And Jesus even talked about in Mark chapter 4, we know the parable of the sower, right? And who went out to sow, and some fell on this ground, this ground, this ground. And the disciples said, what does this mean? And Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand anything I'm saying. So a truth built on a truth. So here we're building this series, this truth of what we've become off of this truth here. That love has been perfected among us in this. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. What a wonderful thought. Now, it would... I mean, in my natural mind, I would think it would say, as he is, so I'll be in heaven, right? Or so we'll be in heaven. But no, the Bible teaches us a really strong truth here. That is, we have the righteousness, we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ, and that is a reality, that is truth as far as God's concerned. And he wants you understanding it too, that you're no less than Jesus in this earth, praise God. You are the body of Christ. You're not like the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. Can I get a good amen this morning? Amen. So it's important that you keep this at the forefront of your mind and your heart and your life to understand. It gives you purpose. Then every day you wake up, it gives you a reason to live. It gives you a reason to go to work. It gives you a reason to continue to walk by faith because as he is, so are you in this world. And if that's true, then that means, did the world need Jesus when he came? Absolutely. It was desperate for him. And we saw that what his ministry did. I mean, the, the desperate, the hurting, the, the, the dying, the sick, the lost, they came to him by the droves because they needed him. Ladies and gentlemen, you are him today in this world. And the world needs you. They need you to be that light. They need you to be the one who brings glory to your Father. Amen? Now, on that premise, I want us to turn now over to Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 and 5. Today is part 4, he became wounded and we became healed. Now, I know we had a, an in-depth study in the, book, in, in the month of January, and we saw overwhelming ev- evidence through much Scripture that it is God's will for you to be healed. Can I get a good amen this morning? It is God's will for you to, to be healed in every way, every time. Right? Have you got that in your hearts? Huh? Amen. It's important that you understand that. And today I want to take an interesting look here at Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. It says, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But He was wounded. Everybody say wounded. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes, and that is another word for wounds, with His wounds we are healed. I want to read it in the Amplified. It says, Surely He has borne our griefs, that is, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. Aren't you grateful for that? And carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered Him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. 
the chastisement, the needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Now, I just went over the, just the study on transgressions and iniquities and looking at the difference of those again. I want to just give you the definitions of those words. Transition, or transition, transgression and iniquity both are involved in sin, but they're sin in, a, in different ways. Transgression means to trespass or a violation of a law uh, or a duty or a command. Iniquity is gross immorality or perversity. And it's really, really interesting to me that the word says that he was wounded for our transgressions or our trespasses or our violations of the law. He was wounded. And that word wounded means pierced through. He was pierced through for our transgressions. What was meant for the guilty man? What was meant as punishment for the wrongdoer? What was meant as payment for the trespasser or for the violator of the law, all of a sudden was inflicted on an innocent man. And in this picture, we see the nail, we see the crown of thorns, we see the spear, we see the stripes breaking open and trespassing the skin and the body of an innocent man. As a picture of what was going on in the spirit, that our trespasses, in exchange, our trespasses and our violations were completely wiped out. And then it says, he was bruised, or that is, crushed. It's the word crushed for our iniquities. This, is, this, is, this means he was bleeding on the inside. And that dealt with the gross, immoral man. The inner man that was deprived, that was lost in sin, and he bled on the inside for your iniquities. Isn't this wonderful? We see a natural picture of what spiritual thing was going on. Now I want you to look at something real, really cool here. Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to go over several pieces of Scripture because I've, we're going to look at something really, really cool. But Matthew chapter 1, let's, let's just go there. I want, to, I want to build for a little bit on some Scripture. Are you all still with me? What time is it? 920. Okay. Matthew chapter 1, verses 19 through 23. Michael, I'm sorry I didn't get those Scriptures to you. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting her to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. This is the story of Joseph and Mary. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated God with us. I want you to notice here that the writer of Matthew is teaching us that a prophecy was fulfilled when Mary conceived. Right? That it might be 
fulfilled. At that moment, it was fulfilled. Look, now look at Matthew 13. Matthew chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. It says, All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and without a parable He did not speak to them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. Once again, we see when Jesus spoke in parables, another prophecy was fulfilled. Right? All right, let's keep going. Luke chapter 4. And this is Christ going into the synagogue on the Sabbath. And, it's, and it, he uh, was handed, look at verse 17, Luke 4, 17. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So here, once again, we see another scripture or another prophecy fulfilled at the moment Jesus declared that he, the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. He's quoting, or actually Isaiah 61 is quoting him, right? Stay with me. Now look at Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Okay, I looked up every place where it said that, that it might be fulfilled, and this is the only one that, I, that there's a timeline problem. That only makes sense to me that it, it would that that phrase that he took our it, that it might be fulfilled he took our infirmities and bore our sickness that only makes sense if it says he was beaten by the Gentiles that it might be fulfilled or that he was crucified that it might be fulfilled are you hearing me this morning but here it says it says it that it might be fulfilled while he's laying hands on people and healing them, that he would bear the sickness. Y'all see the timeline problem here? Hmm? Everywhere else, every time it was fulfilled, it was fulfilled at that moment, but here it wasn't fulfilled yet. He didn't pay for their sickness. He didn't pay for their disease yet. But Jesus is going around acting like it's already done. He's acting like it's already finished. It's like he's putting it on credit. I'm, like he's putting it on layaway. I'm going to go and heal him. This is so good. Because here's the thing. When God declares a thing, when God decrees a thing, to him it's finished. All Jesus was doing was just simply walking out his own demands. It was already done. He was slain from the foundation of the world, and when it was spoken, it was accomplished. When the Word became flesh, He just walked out the Word. He just walked it out. Yesterday, and you probably felt some this morning, 
Anybody feel any sprinkles on their face today? This morning, I felt a little bit on my face yesterday. I got to thinking about that, that the moment that that rain hit my skin or the moment the rain hit your skin, you know, that wasn't the moment it started raining. Thousands of feet up in the air, that had already begun, right? But you didn't know it until it hit you. You didn't know it until it hit you. But the truth was, it had already started raining a long time ago. It felt like it started right then because it affected you. But it started a long time ago. Are you hearing me? Right? And when you put the word in your mouth, the moment that you start feeling better is not the moment that you're healed. The moment that you stop coughing is not the moment that you're healed. Just because you experienced in this body does not mean that that's the moment it took place. It took place 2,000 years ago when he took those stripes upon his back and when you said, I believe that, when you put your faith in action, praise God, it started raining. <laughs> Amen? It started raining at that moment and then you began to feel the effects of it. Right? Now, sometimes it, that rain has to fall a long way, right? <laughs> sometimes you got to keep confessing the word and it might be Hours, it might be days, it might be weeks, it might be years. But doesn't keep it from being true. How many years? How long ago was it that it was prophesied that Jesus was coming and that he would do these things? How, how many years, thousands of years before Christ was Isaiah when he said that word? When he said these words, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our new. How many thousands of years? Long time ago it started. So when Jesus showed up, just acting out the covenant that he hadn't cut yet. I love this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just one more, one more part of the case. That when Jesus was in that garden, that he was trying not to get out of the garden, but to get to the cross. Because he already owed for stuff he had already done. He put on credit. <laughs> Amen. And as a result of that, you get in on it too today. Isn't that good? He was wounded. He became wounded. And you became healed. He became wounded. And you became healed. Now, I want to take this time this morning. I want to have, have the worship team to come up, please. And uh, I want to take some time this morning and I want us to pray together. I would like to see you guys get in groups of three or four, and I want you to pray for one another. If you have facing any kind of infirmity, now listen to me. Don't leave anything out. It doesn't have to be major cases. I'm talking about if, you've, if you're dealing with allergies or you've got a, just a chronic pain, whatever it might be, let's put our faith together here because the truth is he bore your sickness and carried your pains in, at every level, in every way. And he wants you free from that sickness and infirmity. Are you hearing me today? You got a little blurry vision? Believe for your healing today. We're going to unite in faith today as God's people. And we're going to see this word work mightily in your life today. Are you hearing me today? All right, so just, just with two or three people, let's spend some time praying. And listen, don't, and, and pray if you've got a relative, if you've got, you've got a loved one, that you want to stand in for a friend, do that today. All right? Let's just spend some time in, the, in prayer and faith together in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. 
Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.